0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast.
1: Me wider. Just keep our fingers crossed. Yay. Let's
2: do it. What do you say? Happy, happy Tuesday. Happy <laughs> Tuesday. How's everyone today? Nice to see you all. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. Martha's got no glasses. Look at you. I'm so happy for you. Well,
1: I don't have my glasses, but right now I'm currently in one eyeglass and one is empty. Ooh. So So we're probably- I had one eye surgery and then the next one tomorrow. So uh mm. yeah. I, it's pretty funny, but um I can see well enough to be on camera.
2: Yay! Well, I was yeah. probably stoked about not having those glasses, so I am so oh happy. my gosh. <laughs> 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 like yeah. the pain of your existence.
1: <laughs> yeah. And anyway, happy Tuesday. And we have our buddy Riley. Yay. We do.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Happy we are so happy to have you back, Riley. And for those new listeners, returning listeners, uh, welcome back to Fight Club. We are the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And this week, we get to be joined by probably one of our youngest guests, I would have to say. If I had to put the finger on maybe. I don't know. I can't figure out. I think one of our youngest guests. But... Riley Potoshnik, thank you for joining us. Thank you for Thanks being for back. Me <laughs>
0: well, yeah, thank I'm you. We have got
2: some new stuff to talk about with you. So yes, I'm going to let you take over for a little bit and okay. talk to the audience about yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, as you know already, my name's Riley. Uh, I've been building websites for probably the last few years, um, but now I have recently started a product called EveryChat. Uh, and this is my new product, my new project. It's pretty much taken up all of my time at this point. Um, And, you know, the product is what I am trying to build is in a a one inbox for the business. Mm. So your emails, your text messages, your Facebook messages, uh, you know, automated website chat. So you aren't the one having to sit behind the computer and type back to people as they expect a 30 second response. Uh, You know, that's what the product is doing right now, paired with automations and, uh, you know, some AI the product is to help you better manage your, your the mes- incoming messages so you can rock your customer service and marketing. That's the thing that's taken up a lot of my time right now. And that's the project that I'm working on and that we may t- talk a little bit more about uh, in, in this show here.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show, Riley, and thanks for giving that introduction to our listeners. I'm excited. I know I'm excited to talk to you and I'm sure Michelle's systems brains are going and Martha's people <laughs> side of things is gearing up, but... Um, As far as my introduction, my name is Taylor Maroney. I actually co-own a power washing paper sealing company with my husband in South Florida, and my background's in marketing. So I designed websites once and never went back. Uh, That was uh, (laughs) not my favorite thing to do. So I give you a lot of credit for that, Riley. Um, But as far as what I help business owners do, it's really kind of look at numbers and marketing, understand what those numbers really mean, how to evaluate them, then how to make better decisions based upon that. So super excited to be with you guys today and welcome back to my club.
3: And we miss Meg, so she would normally go next, but I'm Michelle and I co-own Pink Collars and we put remote CSRs, admins, office managers, dispatchers, all those people that run the back office and are the front face of your company. Um, Remotely, And then I also co-own a floor coatings company location here in Loudoun Loudoun County, Virginia, with my amazing husband, Doug. So I'm in the service business, too. And Secret Weapon Riley has helped me build at least three websites. I think we are at right now. Like
1: we've
3: done a lot of work work in the background together. And he has saved me from many a website snafu. Um, So I'm excited to have you on the show, Riley. Thanks so much for coming by.
1: All right. Yeah, we'll probably be on time today since Megan is here, giving her three choices, and then Uh doing three. Uh oh. (laughs) Uh, um, She'll probably listen to this later, so that's that's all right. Um. So my name's Martha Woodward, and I owned a cleaning, a residential cleaning business for 13 years in a neighboring state. And uh, I just like to help people with their culture, building happier workplaces. And I co-founded Quality Driven Software, which is all about employee performance and recognition. So anyway, welcome to Fight Club. And uh, Riley, you just got back from a pretty epic vacation.
0: Yes, I did. Yeah, we uh, we went to London. Uh, you know, part of this, it was... a. Uh, in many ways, my very delayed graduation tri- or, uh, trip from, uh, you know, would have been, I guess, high school. But at this point, I would have been three years through college at this point. So uh-huh. uh, very delayed. Uh, but it was a ton of fun. You know, I love cars. I love racing. So we there was a, a festival called the Goodwood Festival of Speed, all of the biggest car manufacturers and racing and sports cars, they were there. Mm-hmm. But we also had a chance to go explore London and explore the things around there. So it was a a great trip. And we saw where my grandpa was born in Cornwall. It's a fun trip, but
1: we yeah. See things. Awesome. Yeah. And I think there was somewhere you were visiting that one of your granddad's pictures, paintings was there, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. In uh, St. Ives, uh, it's a, if you can picture the area, it's a, it's a beach. You're, you're kind of on the ocean. You uh-huh. have uh, homes going up the hill. There's a little bar at the very bottom of I'm gonna call it a hill it was more like a mountain size but anyway um there's a little bar at the bottom and it's where a lot of people would frequent in one of my dad's my grandpa's dad he would frequent there and they it's one point they had all of their frequent people come in and they would draw a picture of them Um, and his picture was up on the wall along with other all the other people who would frequent there so we went to that bar and we saw the picture that was drawn of him so um yeah we we kind of saw what life was like back then we saw where my dad uh, my grandpa grew up the house he grew up in so uh, we saw a lot of things
1: well we have to get to official business but I do have to say really quick I was with your dad once at this rural like it's called post oak lodge it's like in the middle of nowhere outside of Tulsa and we were in one of the lodges Mm -hmm. and uh, like in the lobby area and one of your grandpa's paintings was in that lobby Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: your dad stumbled upon it and we were like that was that's crazy that's awesome so he must be all over if he's in rural Tulsa
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, you know, one last comment there before we do jump into the business stuff. We were, we were on some vacation uh, outside of the country, and we were just kind of walking through galleries, um, and we stumbled upon this gallery where the owners of that gallery turned out to—I forget—maybe they had a picture of his behind the the counter, mm, but somehow wow. we figured out that they have been longtime buyers of his artwork um back since when he got started so yeah there's just little instances like that where you kind of see the reach that he's created in his his uh his business no that we just you know from the outside you wouldn't expect you would think he's kind of a local artist you know he does yeah. uh, national He uh ships paintings nationally but you wouldn't just expect that uh yeah. just maybe talking to him
1: yeah, well, Tay, maybe you're gonna have to find out how artsy Riley is. So. I know it sounds
2: mm-hmm. like a Russian yeah. family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you have to have some level of artistic, um, you know, background in nature to do website side of things because it's yeah. there's that design aspect to it. The obviously there's the functionality and the coding, and that's all mm-hmm. that I absolutely hated. And Martha, have yeah. talked to Martha about that before, <laughs> but <laughs> it is yeah. it, it's cool to see the creative brain and how it does really adapt to different types of ways. And it looks like you've really taken it into the software world now, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to see. Um, but what I want to talk to you about, Riley, is really the you worked in the marketing aspect. Right. In a sense, you were in the website design world for a very long time. And moving from that world into mm-hmm. every chat at this point, what was really what did you bring with you? What was kind of the marketing side of things that you brought with you into that world? Because it's it definitely is a need. We mm-hmm. need the ability to respond to these messages in an easy format. Michelle talks about this all the time. Um, and it sounds like you really did kind of pull some of that from the previous marketing experience. So can you kind of talk about what really drove you in that direction?
0: Yeah. 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 It really worked out in a fortunate way where I started with websites. It wasn't a long-term plan where I was going to start with websites, learn everything I can, and then get into software. It just kind of happened this way. Uh, but it, it's, I think it really was a good thing that happened because I learned a lot about, okay, what does, what does the person viewing the website need in order for you to have the best chance of getting their contact information? Uh, and one of the things that I would often teach and that I often saw was, you know, when somebody's coming to your website, if they don't, if it's not an, if they don't have an easy way of reaching out, there's a lot of friction in, in, uh, in getting that, that contact information. So this is kind of where the first generation of every chat came from. It was originally called schedule talk, where it was just a texting software. Uh, you, you just had text going in and out, you had a little bit of automation. Um, but the reason why I built that was, you know, everybody's texting nowadays it's the, it's super easy for us to pick up our phone, uh, maybe dial a phone number. You don't even have to do that nowadays and then write a short little message. Um, and then you've got a lead. So, you know, when you put yourself in the, in the visitor's mind in your customer's mind, and you kind of see that, okay, not a lot of people want to call you, or maybe they don't have time to call you in that instance. So what often happens is they put you on a to-do list. They're going to, they say they're going to come back to you later, but what happens is that, that to-do item of calling you falls further and further down the list as they have more and more things come up throughout the day. Um, so then when you look at email, you know, we use email. It's easy to fill out a form on your website. There's no issue there. Um, but where it often where you often run in, uh, an issue that you run into is, you know, if you just have their email, is it easy for you to follow up with them and get in touch with them? Um, and if you're, you know, a lot of these residential customers you know, us as business owners, we are always on our email. Uh, So it's hard for us to imagine a person who isn't always looking at their email. But a lot of these residential customers who, you know, just maybe have regular jobs, they're just kind of, they're doing their thing, they're going to be on their phone all the time on social media, they're going to be texting their friends and family, and they may not always look at their email. So when it comes time for you to follow up with them, and, uh, you know, try and get the ball rolling and get them to potentially become a Um, a customer or, you know, maybe you're trying to do upsells, it's really hard for you to make that connection and keep the conversation going. It is.
2: I feel like that's an area of friction too, right? Like that adds more friction to the buying process Mm. and even just the lead generation process that we're talking about right now. And in looking at where the world's going, it's funny when you're talking about picking up the phone and calling, I think of Martha. Like Mm. Martha will not, (laughs) she's not going to pick up the phone and call you for a business, like if she doesn't have an easy way of getting in contact with you, forget it. Like if it involves picking up the phone, like you just lost her business. And then if it's only email, I think of my mom because my mom doesn't have any, like she has an email. She has like an Mm -hmm. iCloud for her iPhone, but like she doesn't use it. She never goes on it. She's very much a pick up the phone, call you kind of person Mm -hmm. versus where Martha's the opposite. And she's very much a, I'm going to text you or live chat or some Mm -hmm. quick way of getting in contact with you. Or it gets on her to do. It'll never actually get on her to do list. I should say that only her dentist gets on her to do list to call. But <laughs> it's it's crazy to see how the world's moving that way, and it's only going to continue to be more of that like Amazon feel. I've talked about this before on the show. It's it's that instant gratification, right? People want to get into contact with their potential service industry, you know, experts, but do it quickly and be able to have that off their plate in five minutes kind of or less realistically so Mm -hmm. how are you guys kind of looking at that lead generation aspect of it Mm -hmm. because now that that's it's only going to get want to get faster people are only going to want that information Mm -hmm. sooner
0: yeah yeah and you know this is where we can start talking about ai uh now the 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 big question that comes up is is AI ready or will businesses trust it at this point in time to basically respond to all of their messages automatically? Because you are taking in some form of risk because, you know, if for anybody who's been using ChatGPT up until this point, you will have likely noticed that sometimes ChatGPT can just give you completely bogus answers. (laughs) It is not 100% all the time. Um, Now, if you train uh, ChatGPT or OpenAI based on your data, it will get a lot better. But there's that question of because AI is still very early on um, there, there are so many benefits that you're going to get from it. But I, you know, just from listening to people and, you know, just from what I've seen, there is some hesitation adopting it completely and letting it essentially take the reins of, say, replacing a customer service team um, and doing all the work that way. So, you know. That isn't to say uh, that there will be a lot of that there won't be a lot of value from it because there will be. But we're, you know what every chat is trying to do, at least here in the early phase before it starts, you know, implementing more AI into the automation part of it, is using automation, uh, just basic automation, to collect the information that you need. So you know, regardless of you know, let's let's take it from a texting example. You put a, a phone number on your website for them to text, or maybe you're you're putting a phone number on your door hangers or your company vehicles for them to text because those are places where it's tough to to get them to reach out to you. There's so many distractions going wow. on, especially on social media. Um, what often happens is if you just say, "Hey, text this number," you may get a, like an "I'm interested" text, and that is really difficult for the business because they don't know their name, they have no idea what they're interested mm-hmm. in. So it takes a lot of manpower on the business business's end to try and get that conversation in a position where it's really it's it it's effective for the business. They have something to work from. Right. Um, so this is where a product like EveryChat, you know, you can do texting from your phone, but you don't have the art automation piece of it where um, you can essentially tell it, okay, once a new lead comes in, I want it to ask for their name, I want to get their email, I want to get their th- what service they're interested in. So it's almost holding a conversation with that lead or that customer to collect the valuable information that you need before you or your team has to get into the conversation. So that's a little bit to your point where how do you give them the value first? Um, or how do you give them the value the, the fastest? in this, there's a creative jumping off point that I've been talking to Megan a little bit about. Of Can you plug this into Responsivid to generate a price automatically? And that's something that I'm working on right now. Hopefully I'll have a demo by uh, the huge convention here.
2: Oh, um, that sounds but, exciting.
0: Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of where you're working on. Just like you were saying, how can you give them that, that answer the fastest? Uh, because once they have that answer, then they're ready to take that conversation further and maybe talk about scheduling the job. The more, that, the more time that goes on between them reaching out to you and then you finally contacting them or them getting the quote, that's more time that they've had to potentially research other competitors uh, and maybe make another decision and go somewhere else. So speed is really key when it comes to generating leads, hiring, you, know, you name it. The faster you can get them to that point where you're asking them for a yes or no the better off you're going to be.
2: Absolutely. And you said it perfectly. It's in the beginning we were talking about the friction, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about reducing that friction when someone lands on their on your website as a service business owner. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that by giving them options and quick options to get into contact with you. But what we're also reducing now is that potential of them having that 5, 10, 15-minute window to look mm-hmm. for another company because you haven't answered fast enough. Yeah. So that's where the automation that you're talking about from every chat's really allowing you as the business owner to be generating leads and not even knowing it. Like, doesn't that sound beautiful? I mean, it's beautiful and it's very responsive it, same thing. Like if we, if when you get this connected, that's going to be, a, I mean, a powerhouse. That's going to be so awesome to see. Yeah. And. I, I'm getting close into the kind of the systems realm, so I'm gonna let Michelle take over because I can see her geeking out over this, and I think it's amazing. Just the ability that you you know, the the fact that you've reduced the friction, you've created a quick timeframe, and now we're putting leads into the system that the business owner isn't even having to put effort into, which is fantastic. Or even the admin team or the sales team, whoever's in charge of it at the moment, yes. that's huge. So thank you for talking about the marketing side of it with me, Riley, and I will let Michelle take over.
3: Yeah. I love that you were talking about speed it's something that we're really working on at pink collars i was actually on um a podcast yesterday with tom reber and his famous quote is time kills deals and i love because it just it it's it's a good synopsis of everything that you need to know about business ownership is time kills deals it just does it kills the deal with an employee it kills the deal with a potential client so Time is our enemy and we got to like be able to use any of these tools to help us. So I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay. Talk to us about um, the platform and how can it integrate you? You alluded to response a Do you have any other places where it's integrating currently where people could kind of think about where it could go in their business?
0: Sure. So as far as we'll say one-on-one custom integrations, that's something I'm still working on. However, sure. the first step that I've taken was integrating it with Zapier. Yeah. Um, so now it pretty much integrates with most platforms. Of course, that requires an account with Zapier in order for sure. you to use it. Um, but you know that opens the door to at least at least those people who want to use Zapier can get it plugged into you know whatever product is on Zapier. I think they what is it like five thousand different oh, products yeah. they have now. So many. So so many. It, it's a, it's, a, it's a great way to get started here, but then you know, things like Responsibid, or I'm in talks with some other products, more one-on-one integrations, those will be added over time, um, yeah. Okay,
3: beautiful. So it'll integrate into CRMs based on their happiness with Zapier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, beautiful. I think one of the friction points I've seen in businesses is that live chat can be a little wild, right? Sometimes mm. live chat is for the HR department. Sometimes live chat is for the sales department. Sometimes live chat is for the business owner, right? There's all these people that kind of have to manage it. Tell me how in a business that you've seen, how can people manage kind of all those hands in the cookie jar, right? Mm. In a in a platform like yours. And how do you see AI kind of simplifying that? Kind of messiness a little bit,
0: yeah. So at the moment, every chat has taken a what I'll call a simplistic approach, at least to get us started here, and then you build in little pieces to maybe route messages to the right department. Sure. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll take uh, the website chat for example. So one of the first questions that the website, the automated website chat, asks um, is, "What is what? What's the topic that you're reaching out to mm. us about?" Um, Do they need a quote? Do they have a customer service request? Have they had a bad experience with the job? And that alone right there, um, that piece of information can help route that message. Mm -hmm. Um, And over time, you know, something that I'm working on is, uh, you know, message tagging message folders. Mm -hmm. So as that gets added in, you can take that website chat message and route it to the right folder. Um, And in every chat, you can have your team in, uh, in you can add your team to every chat. And you can assign people to those conversations so right. right now it's it's um it's i've built it around teamwork in many ways so yeah. you know you and your team you're going to be in the inbox but maybe you run across a message that mm-hmm. isn't really in your ballpark it's not something that you're going to be replying to or that you have the answers for mm-hmm. so what that part that team member could do is say i want to assign this this, uh, this conversation to Julie, who is, you know, more of our customer service rep. And now she gets an email, hey, there's a conversation I need to attend to. Uh, sure. And I need to approve. So right now, it's built around teamwork and kind of sharing the conversations that over time, getting to your AI part, AI can do the routing for you. AI can be the one that says, okay, this is more of a customer service intent message. This message is more around, Um, you know, they need a quote. They're looking to potentially schedule a job. And maybe something I was talking about, Tay, uh, talking to Tay about behind the scenes is for, uh, you know, really anything actually, um, AI can help give you, again, I'm going to use that happiness score uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you can tell, okay, is this customer angry? Do we need somebody who's good working with potentially frustrated people? And it can have a little smiley face or frowny face next to each conversation Mm -hmm. letting them know, What's the intent? What's the, what's the current, we'll call it satisfaction um, score of that, of that conversation. So you make decisions based on that.
3: And is the AI, forgive me for like veering off, but is the AI able to understand tonality and anxiety within the person's like vocal range? Like how is AI picking up on that to be able to decide where they are in, in scale? Is that happening?
0: So many years ago, I played around, and you don't have to know what this is, but I played around with something called IBM Watson. It was a, this is one of the, like the big AI systems coming from IBM. Okay. Um, and from the very beginning, they were marketing that tool as a, uh, again, forgot the word for it, happiness score rater. So it was ba- being able to tell, okay, what's the tonality? What's the, you know, what's the, uh, the, the, Again, happiness score of this person, uh, and it was rating it based on how they wrote that message. I think they may have had capabilities for voice. I don't remember most of it was text, um, but it was able to do that. So yes, ChatGPT. If you you have to you have to tell it a little bit more about what to do. So hey, tell me um, tell me the intent or tell me how uh, how this person is feeling based on this message. And for a software product like me, what I'm going to need from that is okay, what are some easy ways that I can rank that score? So maybe give, give me a ranking between one and 10. So you kind of have to tell it, okay, what's the best way it should explain this to you? Mm. Um, and then it can tell you, okay, they are 10 You ten represents angry or we'll say 10 represents happy, one at represents angry. And then it can give you a rating based on that. Mm. So yeah, these, these products can do that already. Um, it's just a matter of plugging them in.
3: That's so cool. I might have been stuck in the matrix yesterday on uh, Bonvoy's live chat or Bonvoy, like Marriott's uh, website. Mm -hmm. I had inadvertently like booked like 10 days instead of two days. Like I made some really stupid mistake Mm -hmm. and I got charged this exorbitant amount for, you know, staying somewhere that I didn't need to be there for that long. So, of course, I needed to fix it. And the live chat was really clunky. I couldn't like kind of get to where I was trying to go so I went Mm. to the phone and my husband Doug was sitting there listening to me struggling with the AI at least from the customer service perspective Mm. and I could tell that that's what what was happening I was like going through the levels of the AI and I think there's a lot of improvement (laughs) before they can really take a hold of what a complex problem like maybe what I had was like I booked too many days and I just Mm. need to fix the reservation, it won't allow me to because it's too soon um, mm. online. But the refrain that I kept getting was go back to the website, right? They were mm. trying to like force me back to the website. And I'm like, I'm kind of a techie person. I've, I've already tried that. And I'm not the total ding dong here. <laughs> <laughs> do live chat. So this is like my third attempt. But When I finally did get to a human, it was fine, but Mm -hmm. it was a little bit troubling to spend, you know, 20 or 30 minutes probably Mm -hmm. trying to use all the online tools and couldn't get them to really work. So I'm watching for improvements every day, just Mm -hmm. from my perspective, because I want to add that obviously to our offer at Pink Collars, because I think that human component is still so crucial.
0: 100%. Um,
3: You know, I I just think that any of these tools are going to empower our people not replace them and that's the thing that i'm seeing you know
0: yeah um, for sure yeah I, I think especially right now you know you've seen this ai is in a tough spot where it's s- super good as we're using it but then you encounter these situations that like it gives you a bogus answer or it just takes you in some direction or maybe it just continues to tell you hey i don't have the answer for this or go yeah. visit our website i can't help you with this and it, that diminishes our trust in it yeah. um and You know this is where i feel like just based on talking to some people um this is where a lot of people hesitate in the idea of let's go ahead and plug in our ai system into our customer service side yeah and just depend on it to answer everything it it feels like it's right there on the edge of being able to do that but there are just some kinks that you know say open ai or google needs to work out before we can really depend on it um and i will say that's why every chat's been a little bit slow to completely adopt ai and plug into the messaging side yeah. however where you are going to see an incredible amount of value is plugging it into the back end to help you with the systems yeah. so as we talked about mm-hmm. that score um helping you um helping you you know one of the things i you know i have talked about with somebody is you know maybe you are maybe you get an angry message in from a customer Um, and they're frustrated and you feel that as well. Now you're frustrated and you're typing your reply.
3: Yeah. What I can
0: do is tell you, Hey, your reply is sounding pretty angry here. And Mm -hmm. once you click that send button, it says, be careful. This message, this message could be taken the wrong way when Mm -hmm. you send it to your customer. So it's almost like a built-in protection uh, Mm -hmm. to those people, uh, or maybe your emotions getting in the way in sending a bad response. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it can help you from a, you know, just trying to understand how well the customer, maybe your customer service team is doing as well. Maybe you can uh, take the, the, the messages that they've sent or received and see, okay, how many times are these messages reaching a successful end? How many times are they getting to that conclusion that that customer was looking for? Maybe they, they had trouble with their, their irrigation system, or maybe they came home and found something wasn't quite right after the cleaning team came through, sure. or maybe, maybe they just need to get something booked um, for the next week before say the holidays or something, maybe those, those AI systems can come through and maybe calculate scores based on your team. And you can make decisions. How well are things going inside the business? How many messages are being uh, being, uh, you know, replied to how fast are they generally applied, replied to? So you have basically a health score within your business. Um, So you you can make educated decisions and, uh, you know, make decisions based on the data that it's giving you. Um, So, you know, this is where AI can really plug into your systems and be something really cool and really helpful. And that's kind of where every chat is working on right now.
3: I love that that sounds so good okay i'm going to pass you off to martha in just a second but shout out really quick to everybody who's going to the huge convention next week i know riley's going to be there martha's going to be there i'm going to be there um we're going to miss you today and i may think i think that even megan might be there in a way i'm not sure so anybody who wants to see us hang out with us say hi to us um please make sure to ping us um in some way either on Facebook. Or by text and grab somebody because we would love to hang out with everybody while we're there in nashville i'm bringing my ops manager and her whole family and then i'm also bringing my whole family so it's like a huge parade of pink collars peeps are coming so i'm excited we're gonna have a good time so thank you riley that was super helpful i'll pass you on to martha all righty
1: michelle you're bringing those kids so they can schlep all your stuff through the day I have no stuff this time. I came home from
3: I came home from Las Vegas last week with four suitcases by myself. No, but this time I literally have nothing. I don't. I'm just going on stage. I have nothing. I have no big schlepping.
1: I promise. Yeah. Hey, I tried to bring that suitcase. I know it was a lot. No, it was fine. My sweet daughter. No, came I'm home. kidding because Gaylord is where the huge convention is. Oh. It's- it's, it's like a cruise ship. Cruise <laughs> ship parked at the dock in <laughs> Nashville. That's what I call it. It's oh, the
3: yeah. it's huge. So no pun intended when you get there, just make sure you have your good tennis shoes on because your room will be 20 minutes away. I oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, will,
0: yeah yep. I will say I wasn't able to get a room in the hotel. I booked it too late. Um, so I am just across the street. And, you know, just being across the street, it's 11 minute walk to walk through the uh, walk across the building and make it to the front door. It, I'm you sure know, just from that, it sounds like a huge place.
3: And then There's... another 25 minutes to the conference center. Yeah. So we all yeah. thought maybe roller skates would be a good idea for
1: this next time. Yeah. Or yeah. those little mini those Segway segue like- things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good. Well, Michelle, I yeah. got in an AI chat like you yeah. and... I ended up doing representative, and then the AI said something like, basically, are you sure? You know, I can oh, help yeah. you. And I was like, in cat, <laughs> representative, <laughs> exclamation point. So. <laughs> uh,
2: you feel like so yeah. typing this right now. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I was
1: like, um, but you know, something I'd never thought about before when you were talking with Tay is. When I go and fill out a contact us form and it's, you know, you put in your name and your email address Mm
3: -hmm.
1: as the millennial or Gen Z customer that I am, (laughs) (laughs) I am like, well, all right, I'll hear from you in 24 or 48 hours. And that drives me insane. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So I do like, i absolutely do like either live chat or um text because Mm -hmm. i feel like i'll get an answer and i guess i would almost have to say i like live chat more just because i feel like with text Mm -hmm. it may be like more automated and that they're not going to get back to me as fast Mm -hmm. as live chat but But definitely email when i see that my way to contact them is email Mm -hmm. even though as a business owner i'm on email a lot i still feel like when you put in email it is you're gonna be um in the in a hole so but i'd never thought about that before um and i'm laughing as i say this because quality-driven, you go and put in your email. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. during business hours, we're almost like a live chat. So mm-hmm. we're very good about it. But I, I really didn't think about the psychology of that because now, like I say, I do feel like we pleasantly surprise people mm-hmm. with our response time. But the psychology of that is when I go and put that in, Mm -hmm. I think I'm not going to, you know, I think in my head, well, I got to move on to something else. And Mm -hmm. like, if I was trying to purchase something or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would, I might not even fill out that form because I would think I want to, I want to talk to you today. Yeah. Now. And you know, you're not making it easy and I do not want to pick up the phone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: because i don't want a a sales pitch i just Mm -hmm. want information so i can make my decision
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so anyway but um yeah i know what i like but i haven't i'm not doing that so i'm Mm -hmm. gonna have to buy that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I. this is always the the kind of the finding that happy medium here, because when I talk about texting and, you know, as people see how valuable texting is, because a lot of people have started adopting it into their business. I don't want it to sound like that you need to just completely remove email and phone calls from the business because those still serve a valuable purpose. As we were talking about earlier, you still have people who want to send emails. You still have people who may want to jump on the phone, say for plumbing you know if there's an emergency service somebody's going to want to pick up the phone and you know talk to somebody
1: um
0: so there are still instances like that but yes generally most people gravitate towards um towards texting um and one of the other challenges or questions that i've had is you know is live chat um you know so, so when i built the automated website chat into every chat uh lots of chats there um when you, when, you, when I built that in, the question was, should I build a live chat feature or an automated chat feature? Mm-hmm. And one of, a lot of the comments that I have was, okay, if every chat's going to have a live chat feature, am I going to have to sit behind my computer all the time and watch mm-hmm. for these messages? Because they have that expectation that they're going to re- get a response in 30, 45 seconds. It's yeah. you know, like, it, it, it's very fast. And that often becomes very difficult for the business. Uh, even if they have a customer service team, um, because you just have this inflow of messages all the time, um, and mm-hmm. people have that expectation for a fast response. So that that's a little bit of why I opted for the automated chat feature because it reduces that that knee that burden on the business owner. And you know, worst case, if they need something fast, that chat feature can redirect them to text so they can get at least that live chat experience. It's just not through that feature itself. Uh, they're they're now just texting with you. So, yeah. um, yeah, that, that's just kind of the, the, the thought process that I've had there and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what's the right direction for the business? What's going to be the most effective for them? Um, and, you know, one of the big thing that I noticed was, okay, if somebody's gonna have to sit behind their computer all the time, is it, is it going to be an effective feature for them? Now, mm-hmm. live chat will come in the future at some point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think the big part that I'm trying to get here is, Uh, you know, understanding your customer. What do they need? Texting, huge part of that. People want to text you nowadays. Email is still something people want to do or may do here and there. But when it comes to residential, you're going to find that texting is going to be the thing that people use the most.
1: Yeah, I do agree that texting. Mm -hmm. But I still say there's a, because you made me think about my experiences and I've definitely been on, a chat where it's a automated chat, but somehow psychologically Mm -hmm. I feel like you're going to answer me quicker when it's a chat than when it's going to my email. Like when I did a contact us form Mm -hmm. and it's email, Um, it just, that may be just my brain, But, uh, but definitely texting is, preferred if I'm trying to get information quickly Mm -hmm. and make a decision. But the funny thing is, um, and I don't know if this matters to anybody else, but me, so excuse me, if I'm boring people that are listening, but the funny thing to me is like, just with Tay a minute ago, I needed something, but I needed it on the computer. Mm -hmm. And so. When she was going to text me a link, that doesn't really help me much because that's going to be on my phone mm-hmm. or in my iPad. And I needed it on my computer. It needed it easy. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times that's why I prefer like a chat mm-hmm. because if I need to take an action off of that chat, I want it on my computer. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, That may be just me, but I like thinking through that stuff to -hmm. figure out, you know, how I want to do it. Um, And I guess it makes sense since we talk about people with me. I'm talking people psychology as far as... um, But I'm finding that that may be true for business people like us, Mm -hmm. but I'm finding that when I scream and moan about, like, Having to call or whatever, that's not the majority of my friends. Mm. In fact, <laughs> they want to be able to call, and I'm like, that's crazy. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, now Riley, let me. This isn't really under the people umbrella, but it is pretty pertinent right now. So There's been a lot of changes recently with, and I don't understand them, but you can explain it to the listeners Mm -hmm. on registering the phone number for texting. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing right now. And all I know in my world is I keep going to developers and going, are we covered? Are we Mm -hmm. covered? Yes. And I'm like, okay, all right. But yeah. uh, Yeah so explain
0: that what what change is- yeah yeah so this this big change is called um the there's a three letter or there's a number in there but it's called a2p a2p compliance so it i believe it's application to phone um or mm-hmm. application to person wh- whatever the p stands for you get this sa- you, b- you basically get the same answer regardless but what in a you know, a lot of times the conversation comes around Twilio because a lot of us Mm -hmm. use Twilio for texting to enable texting in our business, but where this is, but this isn't coming from Twilio. This is coming from phone carriers themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. and the idea here is, um, to cut down or to essentially eliminate scammers. People have, you know, you may have seen this an uptick in the amount of texts that you get. They're just, um, just total bogus. They're, they're just texts, you know, Sometimes you may get a Craigslist scam, a Facebook scam, trying to get you to click on a link or give you some kind of, give them some kind of information. So what these phone carriers are now doing is is they've implemented this A2P compliance um, piece where now businesses, any business who wants to send texts through say an application like EveryChat or a primary CRM or say through QDS, uh, they have to register their brand with these phone carriers, and they have to register campaigns. Uh, and basically, a campaign is um, is defined as the kind of text you will be sending. So mm-hmm. they could define it as marketing. Sometimes they have a mixed campaign, which is uh, usually without getting too technical. The mixed campaign has some negatives to it, meaning you can't. It's not really meant for blast messaging because mm-hmm. what they have is called throughput. It's basically the amount of messages they can send every second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the throughput on that is maybe 60 messages a second, which, you know, if you're sending 500 messages, it's going to take a little while to get those messages out. Um, mm-hmm. And especially as you keep adding more recipients to it. So the, without getting too far off into the weeds, HUP 2 p is a way for phone carriers to identify what business is what, and associate a business to the text messages they're sending. Now, um, us as software people, the challenge that we've been having is how do you implement the this into the business, um, into the software product, and not delay the time to start using the product? And this mm-hmm. is a challenge that I'm going to be trying to tackle today and tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, where with this, H, essentially, by the end of the month, no business can send any text messages unless they are, you know, reg- they've registered their brand compliance. Phone carriers will be blocking all of their texts um, if they don't are if they aren't registered by the end of the month. Um, so, what's happening here is with every chat, it's it's, and I'm just kind of giving you some insight into the challenges that I'm facing. So, I'm being a little bit open here. Maybe some of this information you don't necessarily need. But one of the challenges that I'm trying that I'm facing is now the free trial in every chat is a little bit more restricted. Where uh-huh. now you can't just go in and start texting and see how the software works. Now you have to go in, register a campaign, um, mm-hmm. and because of how many people are trying to register a campaign at this point in time, those campaigns can take three to four weeks to be approved before you can start sending texts. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's just a challenge that you have to you have to deal with um and again by the end of the month which you know for any business if you're sending texts this is something to look at if you haven't looked at it already um because by the end of m- by the end of the month august 31st phone carriers will stop letting any texts go through unless you are uh, registered you've got your brand and campaign have registered um so that that's just kind of what's going on right now with the A2P stuff
1: yeah it's you know it, it is. It's just hard to know. And so many of us have started using texting for our business. Um, I know there's uh, somebody and I don't know if you're familiar with this person, Riley, but there's somebody named Amber Jones that's pretty like she has really seemed to take the lead on educating mm. people about this and um and i'm assuming when you register like that then you know i'll know i get numbers i know we all get texts Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. some number and you're like i don't know who that is Mm -hmm. and if there's a link in there i'm not clicking that link because i don't know who that is Mm -hmm. and uh so you know i know amber has really been educating people And when you go and register the number, I'm assuming that it does say that, you know, what the company name or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's a a good question. I actually haven't uh, tested that. But I mean, hypothetically, yes, it would, because the phone carrier has all of that information. Um, And one of the things I have noticed is some businesses do come through with their phone number. Like If a business Mm -hmm. tries to call me, for example, I just bought some stuff from Cabela's under their phone number, it says Cabela's. So I I could see some of that happening, which would actually be a benefit for us because now they know who's texting you or who's texting.
1: Exactly. uh,
0: Which would be great. Um, So yeah, I don't have an answer on that. I'm not totally sure, but somehow businesses have put their name in there that goes through with a text message or uh, a phone call. So that could be could be what's going on. Maybe Amber knows. because I was she- going to
1: say, you and I need to get with Amber.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen some of her videos and she knows what she's talking about on this. She really stuff. does. She, great resource she really area. does.
1: And I've seen her, um, Amber, we didn't know we were doing a commercial for you, but I have seen <laughs> people um, go from you know this arbitrary phone number To now it coming through exactly like you say, where Mm -hmm. it says, you know, what the business name is. And they were talking about like um, just even following up on a sales inquiry, you know, how much their close rate had improved Mm -hmm. because I remember this from the cleaning service, Mm -hmm. Um, we would like somebody would put in in response a bid, they'd go and fill out the information. We would follow up almost immediately, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't answer. Yeah. But I'm sure it was because our number just showed up as the area code and the number. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And um, so, you know, just imagine if it, if we answered within the minute and it said our company name what our close rate would have, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking lots of lost dollars there, yeah. lots of lost <laughs> dollars. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you yeah, haven't yeah. Done
0: it. Yeah. This is where you kind of get into text messaging strategy and like you've described here, uh, there in the beginning, it is so important to I basically identify yourself in the text mm-hmm. message. So, so whenever right. somebody say fills out a form or they text you, um, you know, if they text you first, they'll have some record to help them identify, okay, this is the company that I just texted. But if you're following up to a form request, always, 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 um, you know, basically identify, say, hey, this is Riley from every chat. Uh, Basically put that little piece in your text message so they know exactly who it's coming from and that'll help you out a lot. Um, Don't rely on them remembering, oh, hey, I filled out this form two hours ago. Now I got a text from it. People aren't really going to make that connection because they have stuff going on. You make sure you identify yourselves in those at least first few messages um, so so you can get the ball rolling and you know people know who you are. They don't ignore it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think Good stuff. you and I, our developer, Amber, <laughs> we have a, a powwow, but mm-hmm. that's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, good. I hopefully the listeners really are understanding the changes they need to make for mm-hmm. it to be, um, you know, for SMS marketing or even lead follow up to be yeah. effective, mm-hmm. and uh, and like you said, really, we're all different, and whereas. I mean, we probably all have our preferred method mm-hmm. of communication. And so that's the challenge as a business owner that you just have to be prepared. And the more that you can automate it, mm-hmm. at least to get the conversation going and and hook them in fast, then uh, the more likely you are to be able to close that sale or whatever you're trying to do.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. And I do have to mention, because I've seen kind of the behind the scenes with every chat. And I do have to mention, like, what I felt was different is the ability to tag and it almost like, well, automation, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a funnel. <laughs> you can create that funnel within every chat yeah. where you can tag them. And then, cause I really do like that. When I mm-hmm. first um, will be conversing with a company and mm-hmm. they'll ask me, you know, sales, customer service, whatever, and you make that selection. Mm-hmm. And then now at least, even if it's automated, at least I feel like I'm going down the right channel
0: Yeah.
1: versus especially if I can tell it's automated. If I feel like it's like open field, you know, and uh, that I'm not going to get my answers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I tried to do from day one is, you know, if somebody texts a certain word or sends you a Facebook message with a certain word, it would trigger a custom automation. So you would basically build several different automations one could be for quoting, one could be for customer service, another one could be for maybe hiring. Um, and if they text a certain keyword, it would trigger the, the uh, applicable um, automation. And once they finish that automation, you can have it assign a custom tag to that that contact. So you know, yeah. okay, how did they reach out to you? Now, uh, now you basically have a contact list of organized or a list of organized contacts. So you know which ones reached out to you about about potentially scheduling a service which one reached out to you about you know potentially booking a a a job um, a job interview uh, which Mm -hmm. one was a customer service request so you can do that that internal tagging of contacts so later if you ever wanted to send like a blast text message out your contacts are organized you have tags so you can basically say i want to text everybody who was a job applicant and follow up with Mm -hmm. them um, and you can potentially get a, 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 an interview scheduled. So those are things that you can do with the automation tagging built in there um, to yeah. help you understand the intent of the of the, the person in your list.
1: Nice, nice. Great. Oh, good. All right. Well, um, Tate, you want to close us out with homework?
2: I will, absolutely. So Riley, you know the gist. Uh, we're going to do some homework right now And if you're a new listener, we do ask that you only choose one piece of homework. Uh, This is the way that you make the podcast really make moves within your business. So we want you to really hold yourself accountable and put into action what you heard today. So we talked about a lot of different things from lead generation to automations to systematizing with chats and AI and all these awesome things. So whatever kind of sparked your interest, just make sure to choose one that you want to move the needle forward. And maybe it's, you know, it's the A2P information that Riley was talking about here at the end that needs to get done before the end of the month, whatever it is, just choose one. And we do have an accountability group on Facebook. If you do need help with anything, you can always feel free to reach out there as well. But marketing wise, I want you to take a look at your website and see what level of friction you have right now. You know do you have the ability for a client to send an email send a text message also give a phone call is it easy is it nice and accessible for them and not hard for them to find you know put yourself in the client's shoes maybe have a family member do it for you have someone who is more like martha who wants to have the easy accessibility and not have to pick up the phone and call see how easy it is for them to get in contact with you through your website Have someone who is really focused on phone calls. Test out a few different people within your close-knit circle of family and friends and see that accessibility to you as a business. How can they get in contact with you and how easy is it? And that'll give you a kind of a better direction on how to remove some of that friction moving forward.
3: Mm, Good stuff. And your systems homework is to check out the A2P registration protocols. Uh, Twilio has a really good article on kind of tips and tricks and strategies on where to find how to register those phone numbers. So that's your homework for this week, um, systems homework.
0: Yeah, I was also gonna say the A2P stuff. Sorry, Martha, I didn't mean to jump ahead of you there, but um, yeah, I'd say the A2P stuff as well. I love it. Well,
1: (laughs) I I thought about doing that as my homework as well, but I
0: was (laughs) thinking
1: i was thinking on michelle um saying to check out every chat so i'm gonna say that perfect And, and now every chat is it everychat.com yeah okay
0: yeah. beautiful yeah, i managed to get hold of that domain
1: all right hey okay, good, yeah. good job okay so that was my homework riley
0: yeah oh uh, i'm yeah it's still the a2p stuff and you know I guess one thing I can add on to that, if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure Amber would be happy to help as well. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have about this A2P stuff. I know sometimes it can be confusing, so feel free to reach out if you need anything at all about it.
2: Sounds good. Awesome. And I think, do we have a quote for today, Michelle? We do have a quote for
3: today. Oh. Riley, how do people get a hold of you other than the website? There's somewhere else that they can grab you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Facebook is a great way. Shoot me a Facebook message. That's a great way to do it. The website, you can also do that. But uh, Facebook, without throwing out my phone number or uh, or an email right now, Facebook is the best way to get a hold of me. Perfect. Perfect. And
3: yes, we do have a quote for the day. And I liked this one. And it is from Francois de la Rocha, blah, blah, blah. I can't even pronounce it. There's a lot of consonants and vowels in this guy's last name. Clearly he's French. And it says, to listen closely and reply well is the highest perfection we are able to attain in the art of conversation. And using these tools, Riley, like what you've created, AI, chat GPT, all these things are going to help us listen well and uh, and reply well. So I'm really grateful for that. So. Well,
0: sure.
1: Awesome.
3: stay on for a second riley so <laughs> I can, <Yeah>. thank <laughs> you so much for joining us today and thank you riley for hanging out with us again we love you and we can't wait to see everybody at the huge convention in nashville one week from today yep. have okay. so much fun well we'll bye, see everybody bye everyone bye. Bye.
1: bye go
3: fight keep fighting bye
0: Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business.
1: Fight Club for Business.